Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello there, welcome to Luke's English Podcast. My name's Luke, this is my podcast. It's called Luke's English Podcast because I focus on English. I certainly speak English because that's just my language. That's uh, what I was born with. Uh, that's what I was. I grew up speaking. So I'm, I, what you could say that I was a native speaker of English, meaning it's my first language. So we focus on English here on Luke's English Podcast, but I imagine that you already know that by now. You're probably someone who's listened to this before and you know the score, you know the drill. It's Luke's English Podcast. Welcome to another episode. In this one, I've basically set myself another challenge, and it's it's no different to challenges I've set myself before. I've done this before on episodes like the ice cream episode. I decided that um, I've just got a little bit of time. I've got about half an hour, maybe a little bit more, and I thought, I'm going to do one of those episodes where I just talk. I haven't uh, planned anything in, in advance. All I have is me, my mouth, the microphone, and my brain, which I hope is going to come with me on this little journey. I've no idea where this journey is going to take us. The main thing is I would like to just try and keep talking, and without stopping at all, I don't want to pause. I'm just going to carry on. Uh, I've no idea, as I said, where I'm going to go. My, um, I have a few rules in mind. The rules are I'm not allowed to pause for any length of time. I've got to just keep the, the speaking flowing for as long as possible. The other thing is I don't have, I can't uh, repeat myself, so I can't kind of repeat and say things I've already said. That's quite difficult for me, not just because I'm having to speak con constantly without stopping, but also just for some reason I do find that I repeat myself. I say things over and over again. I've just done it then, for example. Uh, I, I mustn't repeat myself. Okay, that's the second thing. And the third thing is uh, that I have to speak for at least half an hour. Now, I've already been talking for about two minutes. That's pretty good because I haven't really said anything in particular. I suppose I've kind of laid down the ground rules of this episode. Hopefully, what's happening to you at this point is that you're locked in. You're thinking, this is exciting. I've no idea what he's going to say next. I've no idea if he's going to manage it. He might fail. He might repeat himself. Um, so hopefully this is an engaging experience. You might also think to yourself, well, is this normal? I mean, do people normally do this? And you would actually eventually come to the conclusion that no, people don't normally speak like this in any situation. But I suppose what I'm trying to do is just demonstrate to you the way in which some words can come after other words. And the idea is I'm just keeping you uh, tuned in 
as a way of like enter, adding some drama into the episode, the idea is we've got no idea what's going to happen next and I must not repeat myself. I've already repeated myself there. I can't talk about repeating myself because by doing that I would be repeating myself. So let's move on to something else, shall we? This is a difficult point now because I have to try and think of a new thing to start talking about and I also have to try and segue into it from like this point, this position I'm in, which is a position of kind of not talking about anything in particular. I mean, really, this is becoming kind of a challenge because ultimately what I'm doing is talking, but I'm not saying anything at all. There's nothing really particularly meaningful coming out. All of this is is just words being transferred from my face into the microphone and into the computer, which then will convert it into the, some internet-based file, which you can download and listen to. And the, the amazing thing, really, for me is that there are hundreds, maybe thousands of people, tens of thousands even, uh, peop- of people who are actually listening to this and focusing on my every word, but it's absolute nonsense. I mean, it's just bullshit. There's no real uh, uh, sort of meaning here, no message. I mean, I suppose it's very rare for anyone to, uh, con- you know, speak in this kind of way. Normally, when you do speak, the idea is that you're putting together words and phrases in order to construct some sort of message with a view to communicating something in particular. For example, it could be that you uh, are buying some uh, sausages let's say, and you need to use English as a tool in order to help you to purchase some pork-based products, okay? So, you know, you would then probably approach a a butcher. Those are normally the people who sell sausages. It doesn't have to be a butcher. It could be anyone who is just selling, selling sausages for some reason. I don't know who that could be, just a person who for one reason or another, has has found themselves with a surplus supply of uh, pork-based cylindrical snacks and has decided as a business venture to go out and try and, uh, you know, sell them for profit. Um, Whoever it is that's, that's, uh, you know, offering these uh, delicious um, uh, pig flesh uh, treats to you, um, whoever it is, they you need to use words in order to convey to this person that you would like to purchase some of their uh, sizzlers, let's call them. Okay, I'm trying not to repeat myself. So what happens is, you come. let's say that person comes round to your house because they've got a bag or maybe a box, it could be, full of these things and they, they're knocking on doors. Knock, 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 knock. They knock on your door, you open the door oh my God, it's someone trying to sell me something door-to-door. I hate door-to-door salesmen because normally they're trying to make me buy something that I don't want. But then you have a little look at their box and you see that it's full of sausages and bacon and you think, now this is a good idea. I'm very glad that this person came to my house because I like bacon, I like sausages. Thank you very much. Unless, of course, you are of a certain religious persuasion, in which case you're not allowed by uh, the rules of your religion to eat or consume uh, through your mouth, uh, into your stomach, the, um, the, 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 the food uh, products based on the flesh of a pig. Maybe, you know, pigs are, a dirty, pigs are dirty animals, maybe that's what it is. I'm sure that you've got reasons. The point is that, I'm, from my point of view, I think bacon is a nice thing to eat, particularly for breakfast. 
you know, put it in a nice sandwich, bit of butter, bit of tomato ketchup, maybe a little bit of mustard, yum, 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 uh, a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, something like that. It's the perfect snack for a Sunday morning. Yum, yum, yum. We all like the smell of bacon. In fact, my friend, uh, he used to be a vegetarian. He used to live with me in my house at university and he was a vegetarian. He shunned meat products. He didn't eat them because of ideological reasons. I think it was based on the treatment of animals in slaughterhouses, you know, in in those places where they, you know, kill animals and then turn them into lunch. Uh, he disagreed with the way in which animals were treated in those situations. But I managed to negotiate with him. How did I do it? What method did I use? I punished his nose with the smell of bacon. And I, when I say punish, I mean I punished him on a, in an ideological way. Uh, he came at me with all this stuff like, yeah, but it's the treatment of animals and I disagree with it. It's unnecessary. We can live use, eating vegetables. And I said, yeah, but mm, bacon. And after a while, he was convinced, I have to be honest. And one day he said, OK, go on, give me one of those bacon sandwiches. So ultimately, you, you can't argue with the smell of sizzling bacon in a pan. You can't argue with it. Although I know that some of you do. Uh, and that's fine. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it's 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 a thing. Bacon exists in the world. What are you going to do? Uh, there's no reason to, like, you know, fire a rocket launcher at a guy because he wants a ham sandwich. I mean, you know, really? Seriously? Is that what's going to happen? Um, maybe... Um, Maybe there are other religions in the world that have picked other f- types of food. I don't know what it is. Maybe cheese. You know, some places are like, cheese is the work of the devil and no one should eat um, a yellow uh, snack which has come from milk. I mean, we, you know, it's a devil work. Devil, The work of the devil. You take innocent milk, innocent white milk, which you can put in tea, very nice and you churn it up until it go you wait for it to start to go bad and then you do some horrible devilry to it black magic and then ultimately it's food which only is fit for mice i mean if mice want to eat it then that should tell you everything you need to know about cheese uh cheese is bad it's evil it comes directly from hell especially if it's melted cheese on a burger or something no way I mean, maybe I should set up a religion based on another kind of food. It could be cheese, maybe pizza. That's the sort of thing. I, I don't think the Italians would come on board with that. In fact, I think the rest of the world would probably, you know, that I would never be able to recruit anyone for a religion based on the hatred of pizza. Um, that's impossible, isn't it? But you say that, Luke, you say that, but, you know, um, bacon sandwiches are pretty incredible and yet you know there are several large religions that have millions of people um, you know that I was going to say work for them but you don't work for a religion do you unless you're a priest this is a very strange episode of Luke's English Podcast you've probably worked that out by now I'm about one third of the way into my challenge and I think I'm already basically surviving this episode now I don't need to justify this do I I think I've already justified the fact that this should just be a chance for you to hear words coming out of the mouth of a native speaker I'm repeating myself I need to move on to talk about some other kind of subject I've already dealt with bacon I think I've covered that one. Obviously, there's more stuff to say about that. You've probably got ideas about, uh, you know, pig-based meat food products. 
Uh, if you do, then you can always leave a comment on teacherluke.co.uk. I want to know what you've got to say about bacon and sausages and things. If you're offended by any of the things that I've said about food in this episode, then I apologise in advance. That's not my intention. I'm not here to shock. I'm not here to cause offence to anyone. I'm only here to just try and finish this episode. I've got, I'm nearly halfway through now and I think it's time to try and move on to a different subject. Let's talk about barcodes. The reason I've I've found the, the, the topic of barcodes is because sitting in front of me there I've got like a plastic product and there's a barcode stuck on the side of it. Now what could I possibly say about barcodes? I could probably define them. Barcodes are those things that uh, uh, on it, pretty much any product and you take them you know in the supermarket you pick up your products and you need to go you need to use the barcodes because that's the way that the shop has has decided to like classify each product each barcode is unique it's basically lots of black and white lines you know like like a little sticker with black and white lines on it and a few numbers underneath and you 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 scan the barcode under like a red laser and it and if it's the right barcode it goes bip like that, um, right? You know what I'm talking about. There is something quite fun about scanning a barcode successfully. Bip, ah, that's that's good. Another one. You stick it in the bagging area. Bip, another barcode. Yes, um, it's so satisfying beeping barcodes that supermarkets have realised this and they've cottoned on to the idea that there's something, you know, to be taken from the idea of allowing people to beep their own barcodes. Uh, I'm going to stop doing this because because this is mad. I've failed my mission. I've just realised that I've, I don't want to do this because I'm too tired, and uh, this is this is insane. You're probably if you're listening to this, you're thinking, Luke, just chill, just take a chill pill, have a cup of tea, relax. You don't need to do this anymore. Uh, you're tired and you're rambling, and uh, this has uh, got no value. So you're going to stop doing it. There's probably other people who are like, no, 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 you were really doing well you are on a roll i want to hear more about barcodes <laughs> if that's the case then all right i'll talk a little bit more about barcodes but i nearly gave up then didn't i after about 15 minutes i nearly uh, threw in the towel you might say but no i'm still here i'm still talking about barcodes you go to the supermarket in england or any other country probably and they have decided that it's time for us to do the work you know it used to be that you went to the supermarket you filled up your trolley or your basket with items and then you take them to the the cashier and there's some person probably very lazy oh like beep and they beep all the barcodes through and then they take the money from you somehow the supermarkets have decided okay let's make the customers do the work and we're quite sort of okay about doing that in fact they've just installed computers and you go in and the computers speak to you they they say things like hello welcome to tesco's and it's always that voice isn't it it's like some sort of female voice like a slightly posh slightly patronizing voice hello welcome to tesco's please scan your first barcode you know she's friendly at the beginning but she gets slightly more sinister as the transaction goes on and if you do one thing wrong she unleashes that famous phrase on you 
unexpected item in the bagging area, which is frightening. You know, you think, oh, God, what's going to happen? Am I going to be like, you know, are they going to laser me now? Like they've, I've been beeping barcodes. Maybe they're going to use lasers against me. Uh, they're going to blow me up because I didn't like, you know, put the right item in the right place. Unexpected item in bagging area. Oh, my God. Is that as bad as it can get in the supermarket? Maybe it is. All you need to do is just put a fucking banana in the wrong place. And it's unexpected item in the bagging area. I mean, what is an expected item in a bagging area anyway? I mean, all it is is just a product. Unexpected item in bagging area. I realise I'm repeating myself there. Ah, okay, I've decided that's it. I'm going to finish because I am tired. I should just sit down and read a book and relax. This is a slightly manic uh, exercise in sort of crazy speaking. I don't need to do it. It's unnecessary, so I'm going to chill out. I failed my mission. It's a failure. Ooh, boom, punch in the stomach. But that's all right. I'll live to 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 come back and fight another day. This is going to be like an like one of the Rocky movies, you know, Rocky, like Sylvester Stallone. He's fighting, he's fighting and stuff. He loses the first film. Boom! He fails. But you're still with him, and you think, I still love you, Rocky. You might have lost the battle. You might have lost the fight. But ultimately, you were the hero of this film. I think that's like how I'd like to go out of this episode. I I didn't knock out. I didn't get to 30 minutes. I didn't punch a bloke in the face and knock him down. But somehow I'm still a winner. I'm still the champion of my own uh, like uh, challenge that I set to myself. And I've now got to 18 minutes. 12 more minutes, that's all I'd need to do. If anyone else is, if anyone's still listening, you're probably only listening out of some kind of sick desire to see how, it, to see what will happen and to see if I will actually manage to get to 30 minutes or if I'll just pass out or if I'll like go clinically insane. Maybe maybe what's going to happen at the, on the 29th minute of this episode is that there'll, there'll be a loud knock at the door and then the men in white coats were, who work in the clinic will come round and they will put me in a straitjacket and take me away and I'll still be talking. You know, I'll just still be, as they drag me out of the apartment into a uh, some kind of hospital somewhere, I'll still be talking and I'm going to keep going until they sedate me, probably with some kind of tranquilizer. I don't know what that tranquilizer would be. Maybe some kind of horse tranquilizer, ketamine, something like that. I don't know if that's what they use in hospitals, but um, it, it, it might probably be, it would probably be a good idea as a way of just making me shut up. I mean, you might be thinking, Luke, uh, I, I'm, uh, that's it. I don't want to listen to you uh, losing your mind uh, on a podcast. Uh, you're a teacher. I trust you. Uh, you don't need to like do this exercise in manic speaking. Uh, it's slightly disturbing. It's slightly unnecessary. You're clearly uh, losing your mind. Uh, but I mean, you might think that you'd be wrong, of course, because I know exactly what I'm doing. Uh, I'm, this is an exercise in controlled chaos. Uh, and I think it's quite fun to do this sort of thing because you might be thinking, ah, Luke's going crazy, but it's quite the opposite. I'm completely in control of everything. And in fact, this is an exercise in, in control, isn't it? Because what I'm doing here is like by speaking like this, I'm controlling something. I don't know what it is. I'm controlling the madness and controlling the chaos, putting it into a microphone. And then, you know, I, I've, I've put a genie in a bottle 
That's what I've done here. I'm taking a genie, I'm sticking it in a bottle, and I'm throwing that bottle uh, into the water. What's going to happen is the bottle will float away, and then eventually it'll wash up on someone's shore, and someone will pick it up and go, oh, what's this bottle? They'll open it, and a genie will come out, and the genie will say, I grant you three wishes. And the three wishes, are, I'm going to grant you three wishes, but I'm going to tell you what the wishes are. The first wish is that you w- wish to discover uh, a Learning English podcast unlike any Learning English podcast that you've ever heard before. This is a podcast in which you can hear a man just talking complete shite into a microphone. And it's, it's, uh, it's not contrived. It's not some sort of exercise in patronising pedagogy. No, instead, what it is, is just a man opening up his mind and allowing his creativity to spill over into a microphone. So that's your one wish granted, achieved. You've found the podcast that you've been waiting for, the podcast which not only allows you to listen to real English spoken to you by someone who has you in mind as a learner of English, but also someone who's got some strange creative outburst who has to record himself like this in order to just get some kind of creative energy off his chest and then put it into a microphone for you to listen to so first thing ticked off what are the other two wishes well one of them is that it's free uh, you don't have to pay for this at the moment maybe one day when i become more business savvy i'll find a way of convincing you to part with your cash in order to get this either that or i'll just become a door-to-door sausage salesman and if the podcast doesn't work out i'll be you know going from door-to-door selling bacon and sausage Uh, I realise that uh, that won't be successful in some countries, as I've already established. What's the third wish? The third wish is that I'm going to shut up. And that wish is close to being granted, because although obviously you're happy to have discovered a podcast in which someone talks in this way, you'll also think to yourself, well, if this went on forever, I think I would probably um, want to jump off uh, a building. And and you don't need to worry about that. You really don't, because there are only about, uh, what, seven and a half minutes of this madness left to go. Maybe this is an exercise in futility. We don't know. I've done the barcodes. I've done the sausages. I'm breaking Making some of my rules here by repeating myself. What else could I deal with? Apple have released another product. It's called the what? The iWatch, isn't that? Isn't that it? They've released the iPhone six. They've also released a watch. Which um, I mean, is it necessary? Do we need to have this 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 product? I get the impression that Apple now are in a situation where they're like, well, we've kind of run out of ideas now. Let's build, let's make a watch and uh, we'll convince everyone that they need it. I don't think anyone really needs this. They're trying to make us uh, buy it in order to stay fit and healthy. But wait a minute, hold on. You don't need a watch to get fit and healthy. What you need is uh, to do exercise. And sorry, but you don't need a watch to do that. All you need to do is just, you know, Go, do your, go to the gym, do some exercise, do some sport, do some jogging, stay active. You don't need to spend £500 on an extremely overdeveloped, overthought bit of Apple technology. Sure, it looks nice. Oh yeah, I saw like the promotional video for the iWatch or whatever, the Apple Watch or whatever it's called. I saw the video for it on their website. It's an exercise in extreme kind of, uh, what's the word for it? Fetishization. It's one of the most fetishized um, bits of technology I've ever seen. The advert is like a 
porno for technology. It's like technology porn. It really is. Um, it's like the the slow motion close-up footage of the movement of the watch strap clipping together with a magnet it's like ah you know it's like it's like kind of design porn it really is it's unnecessary it's almost disgusting in its graphicness the graphic level of attention to detail over the design of this thing the smooth glass on the top the chain you know the different types of watch strap that you can have and the way that they slowly link together in an inevitable sort of um you know designed way it's it's almost disgusting in the in the uh refined sort of design nature of it and also something in the fact that it's really not necessary it's like the ultimate luxury and yet you know that millions of people around the world are thinking to themselves i must have this consumer item it's like the ultimate form of materialism especially when you consider the fact that these things are being constructed and built by little children in factories you know kids who've got nothing they come from families who've got virtually no money and they send their kids off to work in factories like they work 15 hour days i know that apple is attempting to remedy this by moving a lot of its production over back over to america it's where it can like you know focus on regulating the employment laws of its of its staff but still you know there's something very weird about the fact that you know rich affluent people are falling over themselves to purchase an unnecessary product which is built by you know poor children in like some developing country somewhere something very weird about that don't you think don't you think there's some weird imbalance now you might be thinking i need that apple watch well i argue that you don't need it you can already tell the time you've got a you, you know you don't need some kind of uh, super touch screen amazing mobile phone interface and it's not even a solution it's not a replacement for the phone it's an addition to the phone why have they why have they developed it well i mean ultimately there are people working at apple going okay guys we need a solution to that you know we need we need to build a new product we need a new product range because you know samsung and nike they've got like wristwatch technology and there's a new market here we need to dominate this market you know that's basically what apple are doing they're just scared that a new market is opening up and that they won't be able to dominate it they need to be the market leaders they need to show themselves as the ultimate kings of this market and so they've brought out this product not because anyone really needs it but just because they need to dominate the market okay so they've done it and they've gone super over the top with the publicity for it making it look like some kind of um incredibly um uh incredibly wonderful and uh uh unlive unlive withoutable that's not a word i've just created it up created it up that's another phrase i've just created i'm i'm actually at this point in this challenge i'm uh, innovating the language as a way of allowing me to complete this task um so uh yeah the the the, the what the engineers or the ideas the r&d people at apple have gone what they've said is okay we've looked at the phone and it's perfect really it is we we don't know how we can improve it any further but there's one problem with the phone and that's that when your phone rings you need to look through your pockets like oh sorry you need to go through your pockets and go through your handbag to get the phone out you get the phone in your hand you need to enter your code it's very annoying you swipe the thing across and then ultimately you press the accept call button and by the time you've done that 
it's gone to voicemail. It's very frustrating. It's very annoying. And then you have to put your phone back in. You've probably embarrassed yourself by trying to find the phone in your pockets and stuff like that. We need to find a solution to this massive human problem, which is facing the uh, citizens of, of Earth, right? And what are we going to do? We're going to use the watch as a way of um, solving this problem. When your phone rings, there it is. It's on your wrist and you can just like press a button and you can start speaking to whoever is calling you. Um, this, this I think, is it. You know, it's a tiny little uh, gap in the market. It's basically they're, they're creating a, a solution to a problem that doesn't really exist. You know, if you can just use a Bluetooth headset or whatever it is. You don't need to do it through a watch. No, you don't. Um, so I think it's, I think it's a, a massive luxury. I think it's very decadent. And I think there's something a bit weird about the the fervor uh, uh, around this product. It's really materialism taken a bit too far. We were talking earlier on about religion. Well, I mean, on one hand, some religion has some things a little bit wrong. Like I think it's okay to be eat a little bit of bacon, uh, but there's some things in religion which I sort of agree with, like the caution around materialism, the worship of like material goods it's not healthy really i mean it's it's sort of distracting us away from the things that are really important in our lives like the sense of personal growth and the fact that we don't need to rely on these external things to make us happy that ultimately uh, happiness can come from a sense of understanding that we're all sort of sharing the world and that we're all connected and that we're all together and and so on you don't need a super expensive thing that you can put on your wrist in order to feel like you're a human being uh, living his potential or her potential on earth your potential doesn't come from a super expensive apple product it comes from within yourself this is the end of luke's super hippie uh, podcast episode i hope that you've enjoyed it and i did it i got to 30 minutes uh, I, admittedly i repeated myself a few times but i managed to do it didn't i without pausing uh, it's been insane. I nearly lost my mind in the middle of this episode. What a challenge it was. Thanks for listening. Please do leave your comments and things like that underneath this episode. I'd like to read your responses. Please do take any comments I made in this episode with a bit of a pinch of salt. I didn't mean to offend any religious groups. I honestly didn't. It's just that that's just what came into my mind and just what came out of my mouth. Please don't uh, judge me too harshly for it. I uh, hope that you just enjoyed this as some sort of weird exercise in spoken English. Um, and, and that really is it for this episode. Thanks again for listening. Uh, I, 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 uh, I'm now going to stop talking and uh, go and do something else. All right? Good. Thanks for listening. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.